0: Hey everyone, Wilmgard here with Minnie. Hey guys. And this is the FFBE podcast. This week, we have a lot of fun stuff going on, in my opinion. Um, closing out the Black Friday event with a trial, we got Fisalis coming to town. And me and Minnie both cleared the legendary stag, which will be, I think, a very short discussion. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's just get right into it. I think uh, first, I'd like to talk about Phasalus because that kind of was the most exciting thing for me this week was the fact that she's getting a vent. one of the one of my favorite characters in season two, getting a little background story mission, uh, a little bit of content on there. What do you think, Minnie?
1: What do I think of what
0: Phasalus and her story mission?
1: I've only had a chance to play the first two or three little nodes. So far, it it's pretty generic, honestly, It's but it's not bad because it's shenanigans with Physalis and her uh, Moog. Uh, from what I gather, the story is generally going to be physalis before she became one of the Orders and how she got discovered by the Emperor and recruited. So, interesting oh. premise, but I know it's going to be generic. I, just, I have a hunch. I, I might be proven wrong, but actually speaking of story i finished to the end of the main story today oh finally i gotta say the ending would have been so much more touching and so much better if season two was not just absolute dumpster fire because i was gonna we don't have to talk about this a lot but the stag is going to be short anyway so you finish it right
0: yeah, yeah, So in the story. end,
1: the three of them all meet up and go on another journey. Right? That's it's kind of touching. It's nice. What I would have liked is uh, like it, it, the ending didn't make sense to me because both of them became kings, and then now they're like, well, screw that king thing. Nobody cares. We're just gonna go run around with our friend. The king thing, totally irrelevant. Meanwhile, that was the focus of the entire second chapter, second season. So to me, the ending just felt completely out of place. Uh, What I thought they were going for early on in the season was honestly, I thought they were both going to... like, When Vlad was talking about how the royal family turned him into what he was and the whole system of succession and all that, and that's what created the monster... I thought, and then, you know, Fina says, oh, let's all like get together on a journey and I want to like hang out again or whatever, right? She has that little moment right before the last boss battle. I thought what they were going to do is both Reign and Laswell were going to just abolish the monarchies entirely because they're the last living people of their lineage besides Reagan. So nobody's going to be, no one's going to care anyway and just be like, well, we don't want to create another Vlad, so you guys can pick your own bosses. And then once they wrap that up, the two of them go join up with Fina and kind of live in Lapis and adventure. That would have been such a to me, such a better way to wrap it up than just them two randomly just ignoring their duties as kings and just to go run around with their like it's just Anyway, that's that's all I have to say on it. That that was uh I guess that was my I don't know how to put it. Yeah, that was my two cents on how I felt about the wrap-up of everything.
0: So I have two comments about the wrap-up of the story. One, I still have no fucking clue how everyone survived season one. We don't talk about that. Okay. (laughs) Like, I don't know how Reagan's still alive. I don't know how any of these people are still running around doing their thing.
1: How are those Veritas alive when we saw them just turn into dust and disappear? To me, does it doesn't.
0: anyway? Yeah.
1: <laughs> so continue. beside on top,
0: because it was him and Citra running around, uh, meeting everybody, seeing what they're up to, right? And I'm like, this is silly. Anyways, and I totally agree with you with the ending where they just abandon their king duties and go. It's like, okay, we have so much work to do to r- fix everything and to build relations and to and to kind of bring the people back together. J.K., let's just go on an adventure.
1: Yeah, it's like, you know, we could spend this time trying to help all these people that have been suffering all these years and, you know, create a land of peace and stability. Or we could just go hang out with our friend. Fuck these people. We don't know them. Literally,
0: Rain stabbed Fina with his sword, but he but he can't spend a few months being a king fixing everything without going on an
1: adventure with her. The to end on a happy note, I did love the CG animation at the very end of Blue Mage Fina appearing. I thought that was just it oh, did get me a little bit uh, excited for season three. Even though we'll see what happens with that, as far as I'm concerned, but I I got I gotta hand like I guess I got to give them credit where it's due. The story sucked. The CG animation was a plus. I do. I did like
0: another happy thing. I did like the way they wrapped it up in the sense that they touched in with all the characters to see what they're doing after the battle. It's kind of a nice way to close out all the different stories. And hope, hopefully, like we mentioned a few episodes ago, hopefully that indicates that they're going to be starting fresh with a whole new line of
1: characters. That's my guess, too, because they took away the immortality of the Veritas I would really like, if they do show up in Season 3, I would like it to be cameos or one-off appearances and not them having another significant part of the plot. I just think Season 2 suffered a lot from too many characters. There were just way too many all at once, and it, it was hard to to give any of them any meaningful development or any meaningful time. You know, I agree like, with you. And, and why was why Folka even there? What the hell did she do all? It, like She fawned over...
0: Her ancestor, not ancestor. Her, I don't know what the reverse of that
1: is. Like, Citra and Folka literally did nothing. Um, Sid had his little moment with his daughter, which was nice. And uh, Fire Lord, I can't remember his name now. uh, But Fire Lord had, he had that nice little thing with Kagane and his past. That was really well done as well. Um, The rest of them, though, like, why? What did they even do? The only people that should have been there are Regan.
0: Sid and Ignacio.
1: I can't remember who's the other Veritas. I mean, even Nicole and Sakura did nothing, like, even they didn't No, no I,
0: like, I agree with you, like, they were literally useless. They they changed sides arbitrarily, but it didn't really, like, story wise, mattered. it wasn't yeah. really meaningful. Yeah, so whether they did that you or not, have, it didn't feel you like could they easily had it
1: could Cut all those people, like, Jake and Lid had their own nice little uh side story, which I, I liked a lot, but. Uh, that could have been, I think, handled better as an event story rather than cram it into the main plot. Fair.
0: But, like you said, looking forward to Season 3. There's a lot of things we could sit here and talk about Season 1 till the cows come home, and we don't have any cows, so that's a really long time. So let's move on and talk about...
1: <clears throat> well, what did you want to say about Physalis? That's what I was you, just going to say. You got my uh, my opinion. What, uh, tell me about your thoughts. So, I'll reserve my thoughts on the story until
0: I've completed it, because like you said, uh, it may seem a little bit generic. They they may come out and surprise us. You never know. I'm not holding my breath. The one thing I hate about her unit design is that she's a dual-wheeled gunner. She has a giant sniper rifle. Oh, yeah. and, (laughs) And like... Even her character model is using both hands to hold this giant sniper rifle, but she's dual wield true dual wield. Well, that's uh, That's because move is holding the other
1: gun. Oh, they're they're a team. That's why. Yeah. Stupid. No, I I know what you mean. It it's it's a silly thing.
0: Yeah. Just make her just make her a true double hand like everybody else. Give her a really fantastic gun and we all move on with our lives like it's stupid to be like it just doesn't match and i don't like that i get that du- true dual wield is the new meta that's the strongest units right now i just don't like that her character is holding a giant sniper with two hands she's but she's a true wheeled. dual wield yeah it's she's dual wielding a single weapon i know but that's the only like that's the only thing i really have to say overall she's a pretty straightforward pretty bland dps unit I like her only because she's physalis. Yep, same. Great skin. Yeah, I like the Black Friday story event, not the story event, the challenging event. Um, they're bringing in that
1: multi-unit fight thing. You actually like that? I thought that was. I thought that no, was I a don't. silly thing to bring in. I don't like that. I like the fight. Uh, <clears throat> I haven't had a chance to do the fight yet, but. When I saw how it was, how the rewards were structured, I'm a little bit annoyed because it's a limited time event. It's not like it's staying around for a month where you have time to to grind it out. You can get up to, I think, what, 30 different 20, units? 25. 25, but you only have seven days. For a lot of people, that's going to be extremely difficult. And I mean, I understand if that's what you were going for, Um you don't want everybody to get all the rewards, but I just find it uh, a little bit tedious, even for the the people who can get it. So um, th-
0: this is my issue with it: it's twenty five different units, but realistically, I can clear it with two. I like the fight; like I mentioned that I like the fight because it does bring it. It's a really tanky boss that you have to basically take off its tankiness, and then it turns into a a massive. Uh, unit eating crazy thing that annihilates everything. For veteran players, it's not going to be hard. Like I, I literally one shot it using Elena. But for a lot of people that can't one shot it, it's a pretty unique fight. Like you have to either win faster by uh taking off its physical damage mitigation or physical magic damage mitigation, or you unlock its attack power and try to fight it out and do lots of damage like it's kind of a unique
1: little mechanic there and i think that's nice i um and i don't have a problem with with even making us repeat the fight a couple times but the limit of 25 to me is just too high and it falls back into that that thing that i don't know how to put it it adds to the burnout of the game where why am I doing the same fight? I'd have to do it at least, even at, like, max, five times. Even if I swap out five new units every single fight, I'd have to repeat that fight five times. But why? There's nothing... There's not going to be any any new mechanics to it. There's not going to be anything. It's just going to be rinse and repeat. So, I mean... Uh, I don't know, maybe twice okay. or would have been fine, but the the limit of 25 is the part that bothers so, me a
0: little bit. So this is the this is in their defense a little bit. To get the unique equipments, if that's what people are looking for to get the unique equipments, you only need to kill it with eight different units. So your initial clear plus three other units. Everything else is just tickets tickets uh only 300 lapis is not even crazy and then some event points and and that's
1: it right to me the tickets are the the best stuff because i think the event uh exclusive gear is nothing exciting it's it's all very very bland i agree with you like great for new players but for anyone who's been playing this long at this point it's It's just another waste of a slot. And
0: What I I meant, though, was that because you mentioned that it's a limited time event, the only limited things you're getting in here are unlocked in two fights. Everything else is extra. But I agree with you that it is extremely tedious. I don't like the fact that you have to clear one fight for veteran players. It's just like, okay, I have to beat it. What's it going to be like eight times
1: over to get everything? I would have preferred uh, more difficult missions and putting some of these, like the five-star guaranteed ticket, putting them behind some very difficult to clear missions. I think that would have been interesting, or at least like, I don't know how to put it. I think it just would have felt better rather than, you might have still had to retry a couple times, but just something about knowing I'm going to have to retry. Maybe seven or eight times if I actually want to get everything. It's just, it's like when you're looking at a pile of homework, yeah. And you just you just don't want to start it because there's already so much, and it just feels like that. You know, you get that feeling. I don't know. Maybe it's, it's me. Maybe I'm weird. But no, um, it it does feel a little bad that way. I just don't like that aspect of it. Everything else is fine. Like I'm sure that I haven't tried the flight, but I'm sure it's it's fun. Like the actual. Uh, I love the last week's uh, the uh quest for the chest, I I kind of enjoyed just running around, feeling like a thief. It was kind of nice. One way to fix I think this type of thing
0: is to like the meta's come so far, just put in two two different missions. One that's relatively, like this standard level of difficulty. And then another one that's like extremely hard, that's like trial level hard. That if you can clear it, will give you a 5 star X ticket, a, uh, a 10% trust Moogle, and I don't know, like a bunch of lapis, like 500 lapis or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, make it make it difficult. Like you said, we'll probably have to try a bunch of times to figure it out and clear it within the week.
1: But I think it'd be a
0: lot funner. It would a feel lot a lot more engaging. rewarding. Yeah, yeah, for
1: clearing rather than clearing something easy multiple times, which starts to feel like just busy work. Exactly. Uh, it's kind of like how Arena feels this week where I don't know why they keep banning uh, dual cast and it's so double cast. Like, can we just get rid of that ban? Because all it does is make Arena unfun. Because well, we're, uh, when you don't have that available, uh, there's so many units that you run into. It's so easy to get 100% dodge. There's so many Liliths and Reigns and all these things. And if you run into a team like that and you can't dual cast and you try using like dual wield units without accuracy, you're not going to hit anything. Like it's yeah, just I know. It, arena is just so depressing. It, this is definitely a week in arena where I go in and then I just hit quit because it's just not worth the time. I, I'm just going to pick up the, the dailies. Um, I have been doing arena recently just cause, uh, as you know, from last week, I'm trying to buff up my units for uh, wicked moon. Mm. So I'm trying to get those pots but uh, I just don't think this week is gonna be a pot week. It's just gonna be uh, just go in ten times and quit. Cause, man, it's bad.
0: That's hilarious. Cause I literally don't play arena anymore
1: because it's 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 just not fun. I stopped for a while too. I just want to get my units stronger. Just I, I it would just piss me off if I have all of the trials cleared but not that one. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. It, it's it's the hardest one. It's it's a stupidly hard one, but it is so far. Uh, I haven't yeah. had the chance to play Aegean, the new Aegean, too many times. But Wicked Moon, up till now, has been the most difficult by far. Like, astronomically.
1: Mm-hmm. I agree. Um,
0: Speaking of the Trials, we might as well get into the Legendary Stag at this point. Yeah, unless you so, have more to say.
1: No, I think as far as the events go, that's all I had. Um, the Stag, though... Was a nice, nice change of pace from Wicked Moon. Wicked Moon was incredibly frustrating, whereas Stag was nice because it wasn't. It's like all the frustration you built up from clearing Wicked Moon, you get to take it out on Stag. You can load your team with a ton of DPS and just go to town because it's the fight itself is stupid simple, uh, and the real challenge is just trying to beat it in time.
0: Yeah, literally, it's a, it's a it's a race against time, and that's kind of fun, actually. You're right, because after the struggles of Wicked Moon, you get to just go to town on Ficarus, um and just enjoy, just watch those numbers come down. The what kind of a, like what kind of strategy
1: did you use? I think it was pretty straightforward, but uh, the first time I cleared it, I ran, I ran. Okay, so. I wasn't sure what to expect because I went in blind. So the first time I ran two Alanas, a support, a healer, a magic cover tank, and a physical dodge tank. That's my standard uh, go in and see what it, what's it what it's about. So I did manage to clear it I think in nine turns using that team because Alana just poops out damage. Um, but I didn't get the clear in five turns mission so I had to rerun it a couple times to get that mission.
0: Yeah, it, it can't be a little tricky. Did you use the uh, status effect, the disease, to add to your damage?
1: Yeah, so at first I just added a couple extra DPS units, but I was always coming up short. Like I had a couple runs where it ended up with 2%, with 5% on turn 5, which made me really sad. Um And then I did, I analyzed it, and I saw that it was vulnerable to disease, which lowers all of its stats by 10%, and that would have easily made up for the damage I was lacking. So all I did is I literally, so I swapped out my support and my magic cover tank for two more DPS units, Um, and then I gave my healer Toxic Rain. So my healer did nothing turn one anyway, so just had them use Toxic Rain, my cover tank covered, physical cover, and then... Uh, the other four just did their thing. That's it. that's the exact
0: strategy that I use. So I used the status effect.
1: I took a physical cover
0: tank just to make it super easy. And then I took Lotus Mage Fina for two reasons. One, to help generate limit burst just in case. And two, uh, to cast Toxic Rain. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, God. <coughs> I'm dying. I'm good. Um, and then I literally just loaded on the DPS. I used two Elenas. I, used, I actually used three Elenas and a finisher, which is hilarious.
1: That's funny. I, yeah. I I used two Elenas. I didn't have a third, so I I used uh, Esther because she also has Bolting Strike, and then Esther's perfect in. for this fight. Yeah, because she does bonus damage to stone monsters, so it helps out. And then uh, I used Cersei. Another uh, bolting strike chainer for. I wanted a magic DPS uh, because on turn five he's immune to physical. But it turns out with the with the disease damage, it was enough. I I didn't need it, yeah. Yeah. But I I put it in there just in case because I used to have Squall just to cap the chains. But on turn five, Squall became useless, so I swapped him out. It's so funny because uh, you don't realize how
0: much ten percent actually makes a difference.
1: Especially when, I don't know what his stats are, but I know in general bosses have like 6-700 spirit, so you know, you're, you're shaving sometimes 60-70 to, to 70 flat spirit, which is really nice. Yeah, it's a lot. So that's pretty much just,
0: uh, the legendary stag. Keys to the fight, if you just want to clear it, not going for the DPS, 100% need that physical dodge cover tank. That is the one thing you cannot do without. Everything else you can kind of fill in with
1: what you have. The physical dodge cover tank is the main thing you need. And honestly, if you're running something like Aldor King Rain, you probably blow it out of the water. Um, I think... Well, uh, oh, Aldor like, King Rain. If you have two of those, you're just going to annihilate yeah. it. and the only reason I, I didn't have an easier time is because I, I just don't have my other DPSs leveled. I'm just committed to my Elena at this point. To be fair, though, she does come in handy because on turn five, she can still do half of her damage. So if you if you are left with like two three percent, you can still finish it off, even though it's immune to physical damage. Exactly. Um, one thing that we haven't
0: mentioned is that if the fight does get, I think it's past turn ten,
1: uh, you instantly lose. So just oh, keep I never. In mind. I do not even know, because <laughs> usually when I fail to kill it, I killed it on my first try, and then the other times that when I knew I wasn't going to make it with this team, I would just quit.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so what it'll do after turn 10 is inflict death to everybody and remove all your buffs and debuffs. So like nothing can help you nice. and then,
1: and then it kills you.
0: So you you lose on turn 10. It's, it's a literally a race against time.
1: Yeah. That's what it sounds like. Just straight up.
0: You're uh, racing the legendary stag.
1: You got to outstat it.
0: Pretty much. Uh, which, shouldn't, honestly, is not too hard in today's day and age.
1: Yeah, I didn't I didn't hate it. I thought it was uh, a nice change of pace from Wicked Moon.
0: Mm-hmm. It's funny, because I find, so far, every single trial has been a stat check of some sort. Whether it's uh, equipment checks for elemental resistance, or spirit checks on your DPS, or uh, do you have enough tank do your tanks have enough tanky stats to survive like things like that across all the trials so far
1: mm-hmm.
0: this one is the first one that was do you have enough damage yeah and it's funny because it's the easiest one because everyone goes for the day like the units that everyone wants and that are most often put out are dps units yep that's why this one ends up being the easiest oddly enough
1: well yeah because it's not stressing your survivability because as long as you have a hundred percent dodge tank, you literally you're not worried about dying at any point in the fight, but you are worried about not doing enough damage fast enough. So exactly,
0: you
1: know, if you can stay alive, like you said, almost everybody just loses their minds for DPS units. So all of us have at least something that'll have enough damage to beat it. Exactly, and then even if you can't beat it in five now, you know you pick up your whatever your fourth elena your sixth elena and you can just come back and do it it's quite amazing no it's it's really good
0: it it is a nice change of pace kind of prepping you just before you head into a Gaon, the new scorn of a Gaon, because uh, i've heard that thing is an absolute menace
1: yeah i've heard i've heard it takes a while so we'll see uh we'll struggle with it i don't know if we'll actually be able to do it by next week we can try but we're gonna try,
0: and we'll talk about our struggles every week until <laughs> until we clear it. <laughs> week ninety,
1: I caught it to turn two hundred this time. I was so close.
0: Yeah, week two hundred and six. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's down well, we'll to one percent. I have enough UOC. If there's a specific unit you need that makes it easy, I'm just gonna do it. I'm not struggling. Aldor After King Rain. I'm just Moon. kidding.
0: Uh, yeah, we'll find out. I haven't... I've played it a couple times just blind, so we'll see. I haven't really looked at strategies or anything. I've just heard people say that it's a very long fight.
1: Yeah, I think that's the way I'm going to try to clear it, because after that, there really isn't That's it. anything left to do. There's so the series boss to... battles, and that's it. Yeah, I'll try to go in blind and just bang my head against the wall until we figure something out.
0: Yeah, this will be the going forward, the forum for discussing Machina of Destruction without looking up a guide.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right. Actually, that, that, all right.
0: Yeah. No, it's, it's going to be fun. I'm, I'm actually looking forward to it. It's funny. Um, I love doing things blind like this. It, it kind of it brings me back to the days of RPGs before the Internet.
1: Yeah, man. Those were the
0: good old days. If you didn't have a guide, some things were just like, how do you even do this? Like yeah. a store bought book
1: guide. You know what I miss sometimes? I miss on the early days of the internet where you, the only way to get a guide is to like get a. Uh, go to uh, gamefacts.com and there's like just a massive text file that you have to yeah, go through. There's no yeah. like videos people of had, people like the helping text you out. Art. There's no. <laughs> there's people, just no nothing. You just have people, to read this text file
0: literally i'd go into some of them and if there was like four or five and i opened one and it had a nice had nice text art at the top i'd go with that one i was like this guy put effort in or this girl yeah. put effort in i'm going <laughs> yeah, with this yeah. one
1: they're trying yeah they deserve the the view <laughs>
0: yeah oh man i forgot about those those were good oh man anyways we're, we're dragging this on thank you everyone for listening so far next week hopefully we will have cleared scorn of the machina of destruction If not, we'll just keep going until we clear it um, and discuss what we learn every week. Sounds good. We appreciate your ears. Thanks for listening. We will catch you in the next episode. Peace.
1: See you next week.